Welcome to Run Planet, guys, on another uh, amazing Tuesday. Uh, here it is very nice weather in our area, in Chicago area, after a few days of rain. Um, so I want to talk today about, um, you know, I've been asked by a lot of people, you know, what is the off-season and, and what is an off-season, how does an off-season look like? Uh, you know, what should you be doing in your off-season um, and, and how what to analyze during that time? So off-season is a season where you've either finished your main preparations already in a race. So let's say, you know, you run a fall marathon, then you, you know, you start taking time off. That's when your off-season starts, okay? Um, the body likes to operate in cycles. Uh, so it is very important that you once, you know, if not always, but at least sometimes do this and you know, look back in your logs and then just say, when was the last time you took some time off? And and sometimes we realize that we don't take time off. And then sometimes you wonder, well, we're getting a little bit stale. Um, so, in other words, it's okay to go backwards to be able to go further the next time. Whether just staying the same and same and, and not taking time off. So I think that's extremely important. Uh, Off-season... Um, and I know a lot of times people don't want to lose fitness and that's one of the reasons or they say they enjoy running a lot you know and, and you don't want to give up um, the training um, I understand because I know that running is something that everybody enjoys but you have to understand if you want to achieve your best performance uh, I recommend you to take off season uh, or, or you know, take a couple weeks off and start slowly building up. Sometimes during the off season, we analyze things. We say, well, how did the last season go? Was I able to hit my goals? If yes, then good. Then you say, how do I progress? If no, then you analyze. You say, well, what was wrong? Was I missing strength? Was I missing endurance? Was I missing speed? was something else off you know it's the perfect time because oftentimes when we're in a season it's very even if you analyze everything it's probably too late if you catch a big mistake whether like you know if you if you realize you don't have enough endurance uh, in the long run during the season you're not able to do anything about it anymore but you can still manage the season but you know that the next time you go into off season you're gonna have to focus a little bit more on endurance so that that way uh, you come back next season and you're a little bit stronger um, so for I'll take an example of what I think is where where you can improve and what what kind of things you can do in an off season so I'll take for example um, in my case right when I ran uh, I ran two I believe I ran two half marathons last season and in my case I I was having issues with last believe it or not last three you know two to three miles in the race and I kept asking myself do I think that is mental or physical like am I not why am I not able to run the same pace that I did for the first 10 miles, why am I not able to maintain that pace for the last three? Now, 
easy to say, easy to analyze. Of course, one course was down and then up. Makes sense, maybe, who knows. Um, other one is maybe I'm lacking specific endurance for exactly, you know, 13 miles. Maybe I'm good enough for 10 miles and I'm not good enough for 13 miles. Now, that, you know, somebody says, well, that's missing endurance. I'm not missing an actual endurance, right, from that perspective. Because I'm only slowing down from like, you know, I'm going from like 5 flat pace down to 520 or, you know, or 518. So I am not slowing down a lot, but I am losing a minute in last 5K. So my off-season goal this year is to figure out, you know, where do I get that one minute and how do I get it? Obviously, I have to be able to still maintain or do the same amount of training that I was doing before, but I have to add something. Okay, it, always remember this, never to lose something, always to add something. Because if you lose something and add something, then you're still back at square one, right? You want to have all the components. So I analyze my training and I, I'm looking, well, where did I, where was I very good at and what was I not very good at? What, where do I think I was missing some, some of that endurance? And I analyzed and I think that... I was lacking a proper, not a proper, let me put this away, a longer, longer run, if you know what I mean. I did not have any, leading up to it, I had like an off-season few, you know, few 18 milers, but I most of my long runs were capped at 15 miles. Now, I'm not going to say that that was the main cause, but it could be, you know, the difference between 15 and 18 miles in the long run, we're talking maybe 90, you know, if you're going a good pace, maybe 90 minutes, you know, 95 to maybe uh, pushing it all the way up to very close to those two-hour markets, solid pace. Maybe that could be something that I was missing. Um, I don't know yet. I have not, uh, um, you know, that's one of the things that I believe that that could be one of the things uh, because I was pretty good with getting the volume in. I was getting at race-specific uh, pace. Um, I also think I was missing a little bit of gym at the time because I was not able to attend gym at the time. So I think long runs and strength, like you said, you know, like we said, gym, gym is one of the important things that I think I was missing. So, so that's my way of like analyzing, you know. So next season, I'm going to try to try to incorporate gym maybe twice a week and I'm going to try to extend that long run. Okay, now I'm not gonna be going out there and hammering the long run. I uh, I don't hammer long runs all the time. I don't like the word hammer at all. Um, I like to do a fast long run once in a while, but I mainly just stick to normal long runs of easy to moderate effort. I think that those are always uh, helping me. I feel like everything else just really knocks me out if I if I do a really really fast long run I need a lot of days to to rest so um, that's one of the things so you and you have to take your season and you say well um, maybe you're a cross-country runner like let's take that for example and maybe you look at your splits in the race whether you run a 5k or 6k if you're a woman or uh, in college, right? Or in, in high school, everybody runs three miles or 5K. Uh, or whether you're running 8K, right? Or 10K if you are um, Division One or an AI, whatever you want to be. 
Um, you have to analyze, well, am I, how much am I slowing down through my race? Why am I slowing down? So if you realize that you, you run a three mile, you go out 520, then you come back 540, and then you're like 550. Now, you do understand that that's not the correct way to run. You know, you're not, something is missing in your training, and you have to analyze that. Because you should be able, all three miles or all five miles, whatever that you're racing, they should be fairly consistent. Now, I understand there are some cross-country courses that where it cannot be, but if you're operating at your best or running at your best, your splits are going to be closer to each other. You know, I'm talking within five seconds each uh, on a normal course, okay? Like, so it should be like five, maybe like 520, 523, 525. Now that's, you know, you're in that range where you're always consistent. Um, so I think that's extremely important because a lot of times what we see is people just, just, totally dying throughout the cross-country course what does that tell me it tells me two things that your threshold as we talked in the previous episode is not high enough okay what happens is as soon as you start running the cross-country race or whatever race that you're running early on you go into you already cross your in other words you cross your anaerobic threshold Obviously, we all cross it at some point in our races, right? But in this case, you know, a very good fitness person that very good that has trained a lot, a runner, can still like will not even reach that threshold until he gets like farther into the race, okay? And then his anaerobic system kicks in to finish and things like that or mix and match. But if you're very well not developed threshold-wise and base aerobics, you're not aerobically strong you're going to be suffering from from 800 on okay and that's why it explains why you're just slowing down you're basically in first three minutes of the race you're crossing the as we saw the magical lactate of 4.0 or anaerobic threshold you're crossing that line now your body's flushing thing lactate all over you're having to struggle you're not in full control anymore now you're just holding on for dear life how many of you know that feeling that means because your anaerobic threshold is not developed properly in training or you don't have enough miles or aerobic background because understand just because you do all the mileage and everything doesn't mean uh, that you're going to go to a cross-country race and, and and be able to compete at your best because you, if you're running three miles and your race pace for example if, let's take a really good like a college uh, athlete on a woman's side let's say trying to run like breaking 18 minutes in the 5k uh, on a cross country because I think a lot of people always try to do that right so that's like we're, we're talking like 548 pace or something like that so understand that understand that that is very good pace right to be able to go 548 pace so that person so that person has to be able to do a lot of runs or some of the runs every week in practice, whether it's on the same course, grass, probably as similar as to a race, right? The more you do something, now I understand you don't have to, maybe you can even be 10 seconds slower in, in let's say you're doing mile repeats at cross country race pace, current race pace. 
let's say 547 in practice you can even be you know you don't have to be uh, as, 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 as uh, fast you can be a little bit slower so it doesn't matter as long as you're practicing that effort and, hold, and, and teaching your body to hit those paces while the anaerobic threshold is down still okay so now at the same time not only you're practicing race pace with with this type of scenario but you're also able to practice your anaerobic threshold and not cross over you have that little time if you do an intervals you can take a little bit of break so that's why it's very important to to do that and when you do tempo runs right you're also very close to your race pace but it's fully controlled so you develop the strength um and that's why I say it's not important for you when people do tempo runs. It's not important to hit a certain pace. There is no such thing as certain pace. It's hitting the right pace for you, whatever that right pace is for you. And and I think a lot of times, uh, you know, you get a bu- bunch of people running together and, and, you know, out of 10 people, maybe if they're doing a tempo run, maybe one is only doing a tempo run. Other ones are... I don't know, doing a close to race efforts. And that's the one of the negatives of being in a group. Okay? There's a lot of positives and I'll talk about that in the next some other episode of training in a group. But especially at high school or college level, there's that type of you know, I was once in high school, I was once in college, so I think there's that competitive environment um with with people and I think it's good and it's bad because it, it makes you do things that you don't need to do, you know? I remember in high school, and this is uh, funny to always remember, but like every run was like once we got back to the school with 300 meters to go, people would just start sprinting, you know? Like even on a recovery or easy day. I mean, it's just it was just ridiculous uh, if I think back now. Um, but of course, um, at the time, you know, at the time it was something... Um, we didn't understand you know we were just a bunch of kids enjoying running and having fun so i'm not gonna you know it's a good experience to go back but obviously i'm not going to say anything more about that um so yeah guys um very important to to develop your you know threshold making sure that you're very good and you can do that in off season off season is for for a lot of things that People always just think, you know, in off-season, I'm just going to do a bunch of miles and that's it. Yes, that's very important to do mileage. I think at any point in the off-season, you want to start with a lot of general running. It's called general running, right? But um, if you also want to, because sometimes what happens, we go from general running and then we go straight into a season. And then it's not very specific. So if you don't, if all you do is run easy miles and then you transfer to the you know the preseason and season it's very dangerous like that zone because all of a sudden you're asking yourself to do something that you've not done for a few months that's why i always like i don't never like just doing base i always you should always do you know and people always think that like if you do a fart lick a workout you know or like you do some hill workout or you do tempo runs in the off season that that's gonna ruin your aerobic uh, development that's the hundred percent most worst thing I've ever heard okay uh, in my opinion because off season and aerobic base doesn't mean you just jog out there all the time it, it is time for you to develop your weaknesses so anaerobic threshold that's why you can do um, 
you know, even in the off season, you can do very safe twice a week tempo runs, and and they don't have to be above anaerobic. They can be under. You can do intervals of tempo runs. You can keep improving this way without burning yourself out. We're not talking about if you know how to hit correctly that intensity. We're not talking about going to the track and running, you know, four by mile uh, at all out effort. We're not talking about that uh, specifically. We're not talking about what we're talking about is full controlled running, knowing exactly where you are, how fast you're running, and and you know and being within yourself. So that's so important. Okay. Uh, so I hope that you guys uh, enjoyed this um, episode about off season. Off season is the time to reflect. Off season is the time to see what has worked, what hasn't. And off-season is the time to start slowly ramping up and doing things that you didn't do before or adding things. You know, think about it. Strength. Uh, we want more of a off-season to be... We're not trying to put like the cherry on a cake, but we are working on that cake, okay? And in cake, it's not just easy miles, okay? You have to have some strength in there, some... Um, some speed okay but not that kind of specific speed i'm talking more like you know fartlek type of speed where you're maybe going even faster than your race speed but not for a long time so in other words you know you're not doing four by mile at your 5k race effort but all you're doing is maybe like you know 10 to 15 times one minute in a fartlek uh, at a 5k effort or something like that okay so that doesn't really mean that you're you're not doing speed but in other words you're reminding yourself to make sure that your body never forgets how to do um this the fast running so very important to always remember this one thing always always make sure that you never lose any component in your training at any time um, unless you're returning from an injury or as soon as you start your off season you start coming back once you reach those uh, decent mileage again in two weeks start incorporating fartlek start incorporating some hill stuff don't don't sit there too long without any kind of fit um, workouts and things like that it's uh, i know we've been sometimes taught to do that but that's not the way to do it i think it's important to 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 get back in uh, when you're ready and start doing uh, things so that you can improve okay now obviously many some of the listeners are in high school some of them are in college remember this is a podcast I'm just giving you my experience okay and most of the time when you can start doing all these things when you're gonna be on your own when in college uh, make sure that you always do what your coach wants you to do because um, I remember when I was in college sometimes I didn't want to do and I did my own thing and nothing ever worked out from that because you know if, you, if somebody is there to help you you have to work together with them so even though you know we might not agree on some things please do what your coach is asking you to do uh, and um, that way you'll be successful runner okay uh, so I hope you enjoyed this episode about off-season um, And I'll see you guys on the next episode.